Hey, we're live. How goes it? Ken Bozak here to talk about Bitcoin and Bitcoin accessories. And a big shout out to my sponsors. We got Monarch, monarchtoken.io, and Divi Project. Shout out to those guys for sponsoring the podcast. Much love. And Castle Crypto, I still love you too, bro, bro. Shout out to Steam Monsters, my Ethereum, everybody. Much love to you guys for supporting the show. I'm here with my bro, bro, Kevin Moore today. And uh, I think he's sponsored by Bitcoin. What's that? Yeah. Nice taste. It's, it's this new thing I heard about, eh? Hey, where'd you get that shirt, bro? I'm jealous. <laughs> I, I'm Actually, pretty sure you got me one, but I never got my hands on it. So why don't you let me know where you got that shirt? Well, I got this beautiful shirt, which on the front, we have a nice traditional Bitcoin logo, which, you know, kind of popped at the show I'm talking about, which was the Toronto Futurist Conference, which was in mid-August last month, and uh, Ken Bozak was able to join us up here in Canada. So we had we had a pretty good time doing everything. Uh, you know, when there's a DDP involved, it's really hard not to. I know. Dude. And, Shout out uh, to Kyle Kemper, Swiss Wallet. Y'all, yo, he's, thank you, because that, that DDP was, like, really thanks to him. It really was. So that was great. But we'll get into some, some of those details, I think, a little later on in the chat here. Um, so what kind of started the old, uh, futurist conference, um, and Ken coming up here was Ken and I were talking, uh, probably, I think it was about two weeks prior and, um, yeah, Ken had been kind of ha- laying low in the crypto scene and I wasn't going to go to futurist and, man, straight up. No. And, and, uh, you know, actually what was, what was the one thing that, that made you say, yeah, I'm going. They announced that they were going to have a DDP, a decentralized dance party at the Futurist Conference in Toronto, like two weeks before the day of. And uh, Kevin Kevin let me know about it. And that kind of uh, solidified the uh, travel. The, the DDP to me is like a, uh, a social antidepressant. You know, it's it's. Some people like to totally go to the bar is, when they're bummed to be around people, and uh, some people like to, you know, go for a walk, whatever. I I like to dance throughout the streets of the fucking city with a bunch of people dressed silly, having a good time, and basically kind of just celebrating a sobriety. You know, you can't really like drink walking around the streets. And some people we they kind of do. Some people they kind of do a bar yeah, crawl. You know, I thought that was pretty cool though. They did a bar yeah. crawl with the DDP, and uh, that yeah. was cool. But yeah, dude, it's just. It's a different environment, and uh, I needed it, dude. I, I needed that energy, and it was just, it helped. So the Futurist Conference, in conjunction with the De- Decentralized Dance Party, are what Ken Bozak needed in order to get back active in the uh, the space we call crypto. Yeah, I needed to be reactivated, as Kyle Kemper says. You know, we got to get activated. You got to activate people, and uh that's what the DDP does, right? It activates. And, uh, well, people were joining in. Oh, so many people. And, like, there were so many. Yeah. All right. So, this is what was great about the DDP for me. It was kind of like the first DDP crypto, not the first, we did one, right? But it was like the first big major conference DDP with crypto. And a lot of the crypto, like, influencers or content creators or personalities and CEOs and, and founders, other giant people that are in crypto got to participate in their very first DDP. This was my fifth or sixth DDP by this point. So I knew what to expect and uh, I, I knew how to get people to come in and join the party. And I just like watching Yuki, Euclid and Goddess just see people join and their faces like, these people have no idea what they're doing, but they're doing it yep. with us. And I'm like, that's the beauty of it, guys. And, you know, shout out to Bruce, you know, uh, Porter, you know, Elite Washington. That dude's He's a, he's probably one of my new favorite DDP participants. I love that dude. Yeah, no, it was a good time. Um, Tom was there. Yeah, finally. Um, <laughs> Gary was there. You know what? I think on our small conference that we had in Ottawa, we had almost the same amount of people as we did in Toronto. That's true, start. but we weren't competing with the polymath party. Fucking yeah, so many right. people ditched on the DDP to go to the fucking polymath party at Trevor's house or that, penthouse. Is that just that Trevor's house? Trevor, yeah, Trevor's penthouse. But like, yeah, yeah. yo, you know how many times I've been to his penthouse? It's like hanging out at my buddy's fucking house. Like, why would I? 
I'm gonna go to the DDP and then I'll go hang out at Trevor's house. Like I've been there so many. T and the funny part is, we passed Drake going to Trevor's one of Trevor's parties before. Yeah. So it's it's fun. a good time. I ain't gonna I ain't gonna play down the Polymath party. It is a good but time. It, Trevor's I mean, amazing. Toronto host. doesn't happen every day. Right. Exactly. The Trevor party happens every day. But you know, whatever. It's cool. Um. But you know, Wendyo was at the uh, DDP for a while. I think Nye stopped by. There was a. Nico Z, there was a lot of awesome people that got to participate in their first DDP. And that's kind of what really, like I said, made me just go to the Futurist Conference. I had to go. I didn't want to not be a part of that. And all that energy, that was for my own selfish greed, bro. I needed that energy. Yo, Mike Olaf, how goes it, bro, bro? Othoff, I know how to say it, bro. I just, sorry. <laughs> Shout out to coincards.com. Uh, yeah, where you can use crypto to buy things, actually. I mean, you guys up in Canada, Kevin, you had coincards.ca way before we had coincards.com in the U.S., man. Have you spent yeah. Bitcoin on anything recently? Are you getting any donuts from Timmy Hortons? No, you know, I'm hodling from, you know, from what I understand. I just want to hold that position for a while of hodling. I think um, hodling's the worst thing to do with crypto. Me and Mike talked about this. It's just I don't know. Like if you don't, if, if you were to use it, it would increase the assets like value as well. Investment. No, I'm I know, but exactly using it is an investment though. If you use it strategically, yeah. right? If you show Starbucks that you want to buy well, your coffee with Bitcoin, and let's let's talk about how we like for you to get the futurist, you needed a ticket. You had Bitcoin. I had cash. Yes, I used sir. My credit card to buy his tickets. He sent me Bitcoin. I did. So, uh, yeah, man, I appreciate you, bro. And I do want to say, I still owe Kevin some money. So if you guys want to send me any money, if you want to send me a super chat or any Bitcoin or you want to send me some nude photos I could sell on the deep web, my inbox is open to donations and then I can forward that to Kevin for helping me out. Because, like, I have nothing but Bitcoin, Kev. That's all I have. Even if I have $10 in value, it's in Bitcoin only. And I yeah. ride the volatility out. You know why? It's because the fucking political stance for me so like when i needed yeah. my flight i needed a room to stay in and i needed food bro like you were my human bitcoin atm bro and i hope one day i'm your like pizza guy you know like the fucking ten thousand bitcoin pizza laszlo Wait, like you could be my forced savings plan in the bitcoin right right and, exactly i use your love for me to make you buy bitcoin because this guy came to the futurist i now have this be it more cash or the ability to transact with that Bitcoin. You know what was but really cool, that... dude? I got to hang out with, uh, I think it's Tyler from uh, Flexa. Do you remember the, the big dude from uh, Flexa? No. It's Tyler. Taylor? Tyler? He took us to the racetracks. We got to do the go-kart racing and stuff. I can't remember... Okay, yeah, I remember doing that go-kart racing. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was from Flexa, and uh, those guys are just, that team's awesome, that project's awesome. It's another one that helps you use your crypto and spend it and do things with it. And uh, I, I met them at first, I met them at Consensus, and then uh, I ran into the Winklevoss twins because that guy introduced me to them, and I just thought that was really cool. Uh, so, and then I, when I saw him in uh, Futurist in Toronto, we got to do the go-kart racing for like a whole hour. And he was the first guy. I, I got to give Flex a shout out and the respect. He was the first guy. And this is the CEO of the company, bro. Like the fucking dude. Yeah. He was kicked off the track for being too aggressive and causing too many yeah. pileups. And I thought that was the, like, that's just real as fuck, bro. Like. Well, he's the guy flipping the bill for everybody's fucking yeah, rips right. around the track and he gets kicked off. Yeah, he got kicked off and instead of like, you know, oh, forget it, we're all elite. Like, he was just like, everybody enjoy the fun or whatever. I got kicked off and I was like, oh, no. So then like, you know, me and, uh, me and Bitcoin Gator, me and Gator, we went out there and uh, we kind of made it a, a challenge to see who got kicked off first. And we raced it out pretty aggressively. But yeah, dude, it was such a fucking good time man what were some of the projects that you ran into a futurist this year that were kind of new i'm not into projects yet i want to talk about the day one i pick you up from the bus terminal where do we go to park tell me how shady it was oh my and then god tell me what we, and then tell me what we saw on the walk why did toward... you have to remind me remind me of that dude i <laughs> i i 
deleted that memory, bro. Wow. Shout out to DJ Me Popsicle. Yo, 3GXD. What's up, DJ? What up, Greg? Uh, yo, FN Based. Uh, let's see who else is here. Sorry. Uh, we got Magic. I'll grab them in a second. But yeah, dude, we parked. Right. We So we go to park down this back alley in Toronto that like just felt immediately like Detroit. So we were on our way to the opening kickoff party for future so we were trying to park yeah we were trying to meet up with uh we were trying to meet up with wendio and she was organizing the meetup for hero uh hxro and uh they had an amazing fucking launch party like surreal whoa so many people like at least 100 to 200 people no lie were packed into that bar inside outside across the street mingling and networking the day before futurist thanks to all the efforts and work of crypto wendio and the support of hero uh so yeah shout out to danny and everybody over there um both dan's and uh yeah so we park in the alleyway uh, that felt immediately like we drove into detroit and we get out of the car, and the guy's like 50 bucks or some shit. And Kevin's like, get in the fucking car, we're leaving. And the guy's like, yo, 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 I'm kidding. It's like 10 bucks or something. And Kevin's like, all right, cool. Because there's no way this back alley's worth that fucking much money. <laughs> it was crazy. So anyway, we go to walk towards the bar, and it's like a two block walk. We're walking down the alley, and God bless her. There was a homeless woman, probably in her 50s, maybe. She could have been 20. I don't know, but it looked bad. Uh, she just was, like, laying in the fetal position on her side with her skirt hiked up, and both holes just exposed, like two eyes from the devil just staring into my soul. And I couldn't look away. I couldn't look away. And then Kevin reminds me of that right now, bro, and I feel like... I need a therapist to get over but that. But wait moment. a minute. One eye was hairier than the other, was yeah, it not? Dude, and it wasn't the one you would expect. Oh, God. Anyway, that happened. On our way to the friggin' party, bro, I was like... We wanted well, to take a picture, but we couldn't. We no, I, could, I felt so bad, bro. I couldn't do that. I was like... Like, the, the, the millennial in me instinctfully went to the phone in the pocket. But then it was like... My conscious Jiminy Cricket was just like, don't do it, you're a prick. And I was like, you're right, that's somebody's mom, daughter, sister, friend, fuck. But it was just like, how do you describe this to people? And it isn't, everyone's going to see it differently in their minds and I'm stuck with the real thing and only Kevin and me can die knowing what we saw. But you know what? And everybody has some experiences somebody somebody had to see that in toronto besides us in that alley i mean no 100%. so probably every like 30 to 45 seconds i wonder if there's so other, everybody other did the same thing when they went uh i gotta go yeah yeah exactly i wonder how many people <laughs> she traumatized <laughs> Oh, I think shit. she was breathing, so that was good. I, I tried oh, yeah, to we did. We definitely checked to make sure it wasn't a dead body. We're like, all right, cool, rib cage moving, we out. Um, so but... after we got by the dead body. <laughs> yeah, dude, the after um, party, man, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was good. It was good. I think at times, I think even you, you know, there was a lot of people and a lot going on. It's kind of overwhelming. Oh, yeah, I had to keep walking down to the corner and just like standing on the corner for like 10 minutes and then walking yeah. back. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. every 30 seconds, somebody would try to start a new conversation with me and interrupt the previous conversation. And the next thing you know, there's like 10 people standing in a circle with me and nobody's had a chance to finish a fucking sentence because everyone's cutting each other off. And it's just like, I'm going to go get a hot dog. Anybody want a hot dog? Bye. Yeah. It's nice to have those retreats around uh, the places we go. Yeah, Seems I know. Coincidentally, we have the last, you know, when you were down for crypto checks, right around, the, right down the block there, there was a, you know, a good, good place that uh, sold hot dogs, and they accept, or he knew what Bitcoin was. Remember? He yeah, said, he, was, oh, yeah, he wanted to accept it. He was just not like, not right now. I don't know about it now, but I do want yeah, to like and he stuff. Had, like, he was really cool. Ledger, and he didn't know how to stick it in the hole. And... Yeah, exactly. But he was, he was on the up and up. Yeah, I went. We had a good hot dog guy at a consensus too. Consensus had a good hot dog guy. Remember outside oh, to yeah, the left. There was. Yeah, yeah, there was. 
they where they updated the new like metal concession stand. I was like, ah, oh, the hot dog guy deserves that, not the newspaper guy. You got to meet. Okay, so let's talk about yeah. them. I was gonna say you got the meme Tron about, pretty good at consensus, but yeah, let's talk about futures. I did. Whatever. I did. That is that is on the internet. It can be viewed. <laughs> it can. Uh, you're gonna have to search <laughs> pretty far back, but um, that was fun. So day one futurist, we got there. We were like fucking bright and early. Hey, for us, eight thirty, we were there with bells on. Yeah, I, I mean, dude. Yeah, dude. We got. We, we had a late late night, but we got up early. We were pretty groggy. Oh, the Airbnb was quite a story. <laughs> What's up with that walk? Like, why? I know. You want to get up to the room to get yes. something if you forget? Yeah, yeah, dude. It was like such a crazy long walk, man. It was like a five-minute walk to get from the, the door to the friggin' bed. Yeah. They made Dude, how'd, you make out, how'd you make out on the last night? Was it fine? Yeah, yeah, the last night was pretty good. Um, I got out of there pretty early, went for a walk, went for a smoke, enjoyed the views, uh, hung out with um, Rachel. Uh, yeah. Finally, cool. we got to hang out and uh, went on like a little picnic date. And then uh, what else happened? I hung out at the train station for a while and smoked a lot. The bus, because I took a bus to Canada, right? So my bus yeah. back, uh, I ended up smoking at the train station right outside on the corner, and I had like three joints left. And uh, these like dudes in the car were just like, "Yo, pass it!" And uh, it was like at a red light or whatever. So I had like I had two more, and I had to get on the bus. And it was a pretty good like th- you know, three quarters of a joint. So I hit it. I ran up to the car and I gave it to the guy in the passenger seat and they took off with it. I was just like, I got another one. Let's go. Like, it was just pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. It's being able to hand off the joint. It's always good. Yeah, I was like, well, at least it won't go to waste. I mean, if I ever have any leftover stuff uh, because I'm on a list and I get searched all the time. And even with this bus trip, I was the only person who had their bag searched. Okay. Yeah, like every I was the last person in line because I was on the last seat of the bus, and uh, everybody ahead of me just had a smooth walk. They didn't even have to search a bag. They didn't even have to put their bags through like X rays or anything. And then I show up, and they're like, "All right, we're gonna have to empty your bags." And I'm like, "There's a lot of swag in there. No drugs." Yeah, but I always leave them like you know right where people were are walking out of the airport. Or out of the bus stop, so when like somebody just arrives to Canada, if they look at like the trash can, they throw something away. There's like a joint or like a vape pen sitting right there. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome. Yeah, I needed that shit. Exactly, man. Yo, some dude gave me fifty bucks for wearing a t-shirt at the conference. That guy, I can't remember. George, I think he made a hundred and fifty bucks. Didn't yeah, he? George Jordan? definitely made a hundred fifty bucks. He got paid a hundred the first day, and because he wore the shirt the next day, he got another fifty bucks. When I got my fifty bucks, which is really cool, but I can't remember the name. I think it was like Pluton Group or something. Something like that. They were the one of the main. There was something to do with mining, and they yeah. were the, the main sponsors for, um, Untraceable. Yeah, I thought that guy was really cool, like genuinely nice. I was actually I couldn't fit in the shirt, uh, and I was you know I was like whatever as a as a meme you know because Jordan got a hundred dollars. So the second day I was just memeing and I was like oh I'm just gonna wear this as a cape. So I tied the shirt around my neck because it was a medium and I gained a lot of weight. So I'm a large now. And then uh, he walked by and was like, "Is that my shirt? Like wrapped around your neck?" And I don't—I didn't know who he was at the time. I just was like, "Your shirt? I don't know. I'm sorry. Did this belong to you?" And he was like, "Oh no, it's my company's thing. Why aren't you wearing it?" And I was like, "Oh, you don't have any more large left." And uh, I just wanted—I don't know—wearing it as a cape. And he was like, "Well, here's fifty bucks." And I was like, "Oh shit!" And it, only, and it literally took me twenty seconds from putting it on to like getting the money because I found it on the table. I turned around and he was walking at me as I tied the cape and it was just like oh shit yeah so that's a different way of marketing i think and uh yeah that was a social yeah that's the social hack right there man because we're talking about it it, exactly exactly i mean dude you know what was the most epic thing i've i did in canada though to date period like at all whatsoever what's that i got to get high in a fucking helicopter yeah that was cool hey and that's not so the first take, time. That's the second the time I got high in a helicopter. <laughs> from the start, you could buy the high helicopter in Bitcoin. Yes, from sir. There. 
Yep. You can. It's I fly something. I fly. I don't know. We're doing some horrible promoting right now. I ain't paying me. We we had to pay full <laughs> price. It ain't like they hooked me up. But it's like I fly Toronto or some shit like that. And then they're on Instagram and stuff. But yeah, they accept Bitcoin to do uh, aerial tours. And it was a fairly inexpensive, beautiful tour, if you ask me. Yeah, it was. It was uh, 90 bucks. It was, I think it was probably seven or eight minutes. So not a lot of time, but like, it's kind of neat sitting in the, the heli and you know, you can hear the the engine starting to go more and more. And talking and more and more. to each other through the headset was really fun. Oh, me and I was pretending I was the captain. The time. <laughs> Yo, Kevin oh, had God. me going for a minute. I thought he was the captain until he said some crazy shit. And I was just like, no, I really hope that's not the captain. I look over and it's Kevin going like, I'm like, oh my God, thank God it's not the fucking pilot. <laughs> it was great. So I asked the pilot, we asked him like two or three questions. He didn't answer at all. He didn't answer shit. That dude was like, leave me alone. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to be the guy. If he starts talking after I'm talking, then here we go. (laughs) So I'm like, you know, to your left there, it was constructed in 1978. Yeah, um, Greg, it's basically Uber helicopter that accepts Bitcoin and they hold Bitcoin. So I was like, do you cash it out? And they were like, well, as far as we know, the Bitcoin we accept, we just accept the Bitcoin. We have Bitcoin now. And I was like, that's really cool. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah, it's like Uber. They said that if you need a ride, they'll give you a ride from, like, New York to Toronto in the helicopter. It's doable. I'm like, what? That is nice, yeah. But what I liked about the heli when we were taking off, it's like you could tell it was on the ground, but then all of a sudden it just felt lighter. You felt lighter underneath, and then you're up. I mean, have you been on a lot of helicopters? You've been on one or two, right? I've been on once in uh, Monaco. Monaco in Spain with yeah. uh, Sean Hebert from Just Learn <laughs> Crypto. And uh, actually, the same exact fucking vape pen I got to get high with, I believe, right? I think it was the same one. Clear Lord, I, I think. Yeah, Clear Lord, 100%. Yeah, it was fucking Clear Lord, bro. And I was in a helicopter in Spain in Monaco with Adam from World Crypto Con. And I think Amber or Aubrey, I can't remember her name right now. Oh, she's really amazing speaker. I've been to a bunch of conferences and she's just whoo, best, but I can't remember her name. I'm sorry. And we were on the helicopter and um, uh, we had to go through like a security check. I didn't know that when we got in line with the fucking weed, we're in, we're in line to get on the helicopter and they're like, oh, here, it looked like a real airport, bro, like real fast. And I'm like, well, we have drugs on us. I don't think we should go past that gate. And... We were like, fuck it. We came this far. We're in Spain. We're tourists. White privilege? <laughs> we were just like, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> and we went for it. And it, they didn't notice or they didn't say anything, but we clearly had the pen and one of the things, and we just slid it in because weed's legal in Barcelona. We legally, me and Sean legally bought weed in Barcelona for, for the uh, Coins Bank crew. So when we had stuff, it was legal, but when you when you get on the boat, the ship, or you go in the helicopter, or whatever, it's it's no longer legal. So like the transportation of it, and I don't believe it's legal in Monaco where we were at the time. So we were just like, uh. but it all worked out. And uh, yeah, that was that was my first helicopter tour with with uh, getting high while being high. And then this one was my second man. But I feel like every time I get in a helicopter, I need to have a vape cart with me now, or otherwise it's just not going to be the same. Yeah, for sure. And I think that we should definitely sell, send one of them video clips to Clearlord because I got his number. Yeah, dude. I got I got a really good uh, love it. clip of, of it. It's such a great clip. It's one of, your, one of your tweets, right? Dude, it's my Tinder default profile. Like the first picture that people see when they see me on Tinder is me in the helicopter hitting that Clearlord. <laughs> you think I'm it's kidding you? Tinder you profile. think I'm kidding you? Hold on, man. No, because I feel like people are going to be like, oh, he's kidding. He's full of shit. He's just being funny. Nah, dude, I'm fucking serious. Like, hold on, man. My, I, my life is a meme, bro. Share it. All right, so here's my profile. And here's the, here's the very first little clip. <laughs> I don't know. Yep, there it is. Tinder. Uh, oh. so, so <laughs> and, and if you swipe up. wait watch if you swipe there's me <laughs> if you swipe it's me with Ron Paul 
So I don't. Yeah, <laughs> this is great. What a great profile. Do you, so do you get do you get a lot of hits or what? Oh man, this is hilarious. Hey, look, look, look at it. <laughs> there you go. And then I. This is the last one. Nice. <clears throat> nice one. Uh, let me see. What does it say? Oh, here we go. 208 matches. Yeah. I'm winning Tinder, bro. That's my... That's... <laughs> Is that a good score? I just tell people to buy Bitcoin. I'm like, yo, do you, you know what Bitcoin is? Do you have any Bitcoin? No, you should buy Bitcoin. I, I mean, I talk about... I have a podcast about Bitcoin. <laughs> I'm like the reverse cam girl. <laughs> I'm I'm the Bitcoin model. Yeah. Yo, what's going on, Seth? How goes it? By trial error, I found out uh, I found out a stripper will not let you put a Bitcoin barcode on her ass. Yeah, but if you have a sticker, you might be able to get a stripper to wear nipple pasties with Bitcoin QR codes on them because not every strip club is a uh, full nude. Some of them have to have little tassels, right, or pasties. So. Maybe you could find a stripper that's willing to wear Bitcoin pasties and then you could just like boop instead of, you know, throwing a dollar at her. You could conveniently just take a scan of her nipple. Yeah. I mean, you got that going for you, which is nice. Yeah. I think butthole barcodes make sense to me. Butthole barcodes. I just like the way it sounds, but I don't know if it makes sense. Like it sounds well, it's marketable. The security aspect. The security aspect. You're going to know if somebody's down there. Yeah, I guess. But then there's that risk factor, right? Like, What? If you fall asleep? No, no, no. Like, (laughs) what if you, you know, have a medical emergency or, God forbid, hit by a car? Now you're you're not really encrypted anymore. Wait, I forgot. Ken, I forgot we were actually live. So let's just delete that last part. All right. uh, One second. All right, yeah, no, that should be uh, good. All right, so, uh, dude, what was, like, Futurist? Like, let's keep it going. Well, I like to talk about buns because they always come through. Buns. Oh, yeah, 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 buns, dude. Oh, my God, I love buns. Um, they're... How many people were shitting on them, though? Oh, yeah, because they were like, they're not fully decentralized. And like just going off on them. But they, I think that, well, they did. They built the platform. They built the platform and prove it work and, and, and with the concept of a cryptocurrency, it's a digital Dude, it's currency. all proof of concept. That's all it is. And everybody was shitting on them. And I'm like, but that's a crypt. That is a proof of concept marketplace that they built and it's thriving. Yeah. I mean, it take, it's as easy as changing your back end and uh, trading out the bits for, for bits. Yo, right? Greg, I do got to get on grinder. Keep me reminded. Uh, but yeah, dude, I like I like the buns bits. I love buns. I bought my uh, partner uh, some earrings and a necklace, and I use bits to do it with buns. And I was talking to the guy. Yeah, I was talking to the guy who like made the jewelry. It was like real fine silver or whatever, and he made it all out of hand and um whatever. And I was like, that's really cool. And I was like, but why do you accept buns? You know, why are you doing this bits thing, right? And I didn't know this as a as a customer because I use bits, right? When I'm in Toronto, we've we've used it. We've gone play, we've done things with it. So I'm just like, yeah. I don't know why people accept it. So I was talking to this very small merchant about why he accepts buns, and he said that they use a treasury to buy back the bits. And I was just like, that's that makes complete sense. They have a treasury, a reserve, they buy back those those you know bits that are in their centralized market and in their roadmap it is intended to be decentralized and kind of let go when everything's built up but the problem with decentralization is miscommunication uh disagreements um forks things to that effect that just kind of hinder the actual growth of the project and uh i think some of these things don't need to be fully decentralized yet until they're ready for it until like you can't just throw a fucking egg out of a nest and expect it to fly you gotta let you gotta let it hatch you gotta let it grow up and then you can let it go 
And I think a lot of these projects that are doing that cent with the centralized method into a fu uh, intended future of decentralized method, uh, it's probably going to be the projects that actually succeed because they're going to be able to get shit done sooner. They have uh, they don't have to worry about consensus as much as they have to worry about just getting shit done. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and then so you know, apply that across the board. Amazon, Google, you know, Amazon and Google like they're too big to evolve. They're too comfortable. They're, they don't see the risk reward. They don't have the time. They don't even care. So, so whether that mindset changes or not, if it changes, they could potentially adapt this a hell of a lot faster and have these platforms ready to go. Right. So that's the idea. I they know, buy like, platforms. They'll, that's what these companies. Those companies, they don't compete. They just buy you out, bro. They'll see a really good project like Buns and they'll just buy it. You know, that's that's what happens. That's why people want true decentralization. Uh, but hopefully yeah. that decentralization comes before corporate sellout, you know, and that's that's kind of where the stance is with like integrity and, uh, you know, the community, if they can keep themselves thriving and sort of like, I guess, a, a cult like any other, you know, even Bitcoin's kind of culty. If you can keep bringing people in and bringing, you know, liquidity into the market, then it has more of a chance to thrive and get to that decentralized you know, uh, means sooner than later. Yeah. I, I don't know. Buns is great. Shout out to those guys. Uh, so what yeah, else? So Who else? Like, well, well, what I got out of the buns is they had five food trucks set up. They give you free bits when you sign up for their, uh, I don't know. It was the futurist newsletter or something like that. Maybe not a newsletter, but some sort of a sign up. And then I had enough money to buy, um, I think I got, uh, you know, a souvlaki on a pita with a pop the one day and poutine the next. And it was kind of neat. Didn't have to pull out any of my cash. It was actually kind of funny. So I was in line watching people pay. And pretty much everybody had the buns on their phone. You just scan it and you put the amount and you send it and you show that it's verified. So that was a fairly fluid process. Scan it, do it, do it. So then this one guy's like, I got debit. So then it was like, okay, get the machine. Type in the machine. Hand him the machine. Have him do it. It was really like quite a process change to see how easy and seamless it could be. You know, and that was fairly yeah. crude with the, you know, at the, the food trucks. It was like a QR code on the side of the truck. and Makes and you think you of the commercial. Them. Remember? Do you remember the commercial for the credit cards? I don't know if they showed that in Canada, but in the States... We had a really funny commercial. I think Visa or MasterCard or somebody, American Express, what the fuck ever. They put this commercial together where some there's a line of people and everything's working like fucking clockwork, bro. Like blood in your veins just moving in, you know, in sync. And uh, somebody, you know, they're all swiping their credit cards, buying things, picking up things, swiping, keeping it moving. Some guy goes to pull out his wallet and everybody crashes into each other and they all fall over and he goes to pay with like a 20. And the cashier has yeah. to open the drawer, give them the change, get the receipt and everything. Yeah. And then it goes back to so being... Everybody was tapping and shit. Right, right. No, they weren't even tapping yeah. really. They were like swiping or whatever, maybe tapping. But now it's the same, you know, the it's the security means of like... like I go to pay with like uh, Venmo. If I ever sell somebody Bitcoin and uh, it's like, hey, uh, give me your, coin, your Bitcoin address and I'll send you Bitcoin. Here's my Venmo thing. Send me some, you know, fiat so I can get something to eat. If I take that card anywhere and I put it into the machine, it's like hit the yellow button to, you know, pass the pin number. I'm like, but why do I have a pin number if the yellow button just says fuck the pin number? Yeah. You sure. know what I mean? Like I hardly use yeah. credit cards, but I just started to well, notice think that. about tap. It's so it's it's one one less step. It's just they, someone grabs my card out of my pocket, tap, tap, tap. They don't need my ID, they don't need a pin. Right. You know, it's over a certain amount. I think it's over, anything over a hundred is. No, well, most most uh, fast food and other places are supposed to card over twenty five dollars. Okay. Yeah, but they don't because they feel like it's an insult. So I think right. some people hold off for like fifty bucks or hundred bucks to ask for an ID. But even then, it feels like an insult, right? If you're a cashier and somebody's about to drop a hundred dollars on some Big Macs. Who the fuck are you to ask for their ID when they go to hand you the card to pay or not even hand it to you? Like you say, you just tap it now, right? You don't even have to show or yeah. what. You just yeah. tap, done. They don't. Who are they to ask for ID? You know, you just you sign, go fuck yourself on the bot dotted line and hand it back to them. And who's the wiser? Do they have tap where you are? Hardly, but yes. 
because it's fairly it's fairly well adopted up here. Be it a debit card, which is linked to your bank account, credit card. Uh, really, that's the only two. But I mean, when they have that, I guess it's a Visa debit logo on the bottom corner. You can tap them anywhere. That accepts tap. The chat's chatting it. Wait, it says, "What's my live stream off for?" I can't tell what just happened. Hold on. I don't know if it ended or not. I don't think it ended, but that was weird. Sorry, everybody. Huh. So now we got to walk through the front door as a futurist. Yeah, that was weird. I hope. Let me know if I'm still live, guys. Hello, is this live? Okay. I, I can see you. All right, cool. Sorry about that, everybody. That was a weird. I got a message. It was like uh, I saw Mike say "fuck the banks," and then I got like a <laughs> live stream over <laughs> offline message. We're good. Yeah, we're good. We're good. All right. Anyway, what were we saying? So going through the front doors. First of all, um, the very nice people from Futurist. That be Tracy and Maher and. Yes, I love Mayor and Tracy and Lauren. Yeah, for sure, they're all great. I mean, you gotta you gotta be fluid, and I, I mean, there's all a lot of well, everything has structure and policy. But at the end of the day, when you're in the heat of the moment, sometimes you gotta make decisions, and um, you know they they do, they do that very well to make the people happy um, in you know in their uh, their conference. Yeah. Um, you know, you had a you had a VIP ticket. Yeah, I had a VIP ticket, which uh, basically just mean I had early access to the uh, balcony area, the back area by cabana, the uh, pool, yeah. the vanity, yeah, cabana, <laughs> the cabana area, which uh, just had like a bunch of food and stuff. But I mean, at like I think it was like four o'clock or whatever in the afternoon, everybody could go out there and get stuff or something. So I was like, that's cool. So it wasn't too elitist. I really like thought that was cool. The VIP area was really funny because I only went back to the VIP area to roll weed. Like I was just in the back rolling joint after joint or packing a cone or doing whatever in the VIP area. And you would see speakers being interviewed and uh, you'd see people like, you know, reading their papers, getting ready to go on stage and shit. And there's just me like one, <laughs> two. Three, so the VIP four. area outside or outside? It was uh, it was where the VIP was last year. It was uh, if you went right up, you know how you went right to go inside. If you went left and kind of like where they were giving away the tickets at the VIP, like right back there where it didn't look like you should go, that's the VIP yeah. area. You mean behind the stage or? Yeah, yeah, behind the stage. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there was a lot, yeah. a lot of food and stuff back there, and it was really good. There was fucking munchies, bro, like gushers, fruit roll-ups, oh, yeah. like oh, yo. She- Untraceable it. did it right, bro. I went backstage and I just was like, "What?" It it wasn't the boot. It was there was bougie stuff, but there was also shit for me. Gushers, fruit roll-ups, Doritos. Like what? It was yeah. Oh. I had so much fun, dude. I even think they had like Capri Suns at one point. I was like, "This is amazing." Um, yeah, dude, it, it was great, dude. The uh, the helicopter again was my favorite part. The go karts with Flexa was amazing too. Um, yeah, dude, and uh, the pool party was just that was off off the wall kind of a lot a lot. Things got a little bit crazier than last year at that pool party because so many there were so many more people in the pool this year, and it was so much colder. Oh my god, yeah. I got in the, the pool. pool. Was cold, like totally unheated like what the fuck yeah the pool was completely unheated and it was ice cold and there was people getting in it for the fucking clips like like fucking tone vase and and rachel for uh crypto finally and then uh uh eric and so many people and i was just like how are you in this water right now i jumped in to jump in because i thought everyone's in there let's go have fun i got right the fuck out dude i had like yeah I had to. And uh, anyway, I know that it was like no smoking area, but as always, we managed to find a smoking area and we had a, a cabana. I think it was the same cabana as last year. No, one over than last year. Yeah, yeah we're moving. Yeah. So the next one will be the third one in line for the next year if they put one together. Yeah, well, they'll definitely put one together. I'm wondering how, how many attendees they had this year. I think last year it was like 2,300 or something. 
Well, um, I mean, Larry King brought in like a thousand people himself. You know, yeah, that was that was an amazing speaker and an amazing co- uh, panel that he did. Um, well, if they had the King, same amount of attendees and you go to show that, like, you know, they did a little bit nicer job this time. Oh, this year was amazing, man! Like, yeah, were, and like good. again, the DDP just put it all together. And uh, let's see, there was a. See, they had a lot of good speakers. Like, I think Roger Veer ha- had a really good, like, uh, he did a pre-recorded video, and he kind of had a really good spiel, and uh, which was really cool that he shouted out uh, Monarch. He did a good, sh- a great shout out for Monarch when Roger in Roger Veer's video, and uh, Monarch had a really awesome announcement. So we we're going to be able to see like things like reoccurring purchases with crypto. So I could have Bitcoin in my Monarch wallet, and it could just pay my Netflix bill every month. So that way I could have like Netflix on auto pay and I'm using my Bitcoin wallet to do it. And it just like takes care of it. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Sweet, man. My well, yeah, once we got in, in there, once we got in there, what was kind of cool is they had a lot of peaches and I didn't understand. They had like tons and tons of peaches and they were showcasing. I think it was, is it um, Anthem? Anthem Gold, yeah. What's the other company? Hercules. Yeah. Yeah. So all those peaches were were tracked by the Herc blockchain. Software. You know what, dude? You're right. That was probably the coolest crypto thing I've seen at a conference, or at least at that conference. Uh, you're yeah. right. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for mentioning that, man. Yeah. When you when you walked around, you saw these like big bushels. I don't know. They call them bushels. Yeah, bushels. Right. A bushel yeah. of of fruit. All different kinds of fruit, really. I think it wasn't just peaches, right? There was other stuff. Well, there was like there was apple, there was um, um, peaches, and then um, apricots and um... apricots were so good, bro. Yeah. We're all right. You know what's funny? You know what's really Plums. funny? I was about to say, where did they get them? I can guarantee you, I can find out exactly where they got them because it's on the fucking blockchain. Yeah, you can probably search right now. You're right. No, I probably could. You're right. That's really funny. That's... But we're not gonna, because what'll end up happening. Is if anybody wants it. to, if anybody wants to go on a deep dive investigation and figure out for the for the lols and the in general GP points, um, yeah, find out exactly where those apricots came from for the futures conference because it is on the Hercules peaches blockchain. at least. Yeah, the peaches at least. Right. Thank you. Uh, yeah, because again, that's such a proof of concept, right? Like it's not just Anthem gold, you know, was a proof of concept for the Hercules blockchain protocol, which does help find and store data on the blockchain for, uh, tracking goods, uh, you know, like peaches and gold and things like that. And, you know, they started off with Anthem gold and doing the gold on, on Herc blockchain. And now they're doing, you know, peaches and shit. And like, what's next you know and it could be amazon you know tracking your packages on the blockchain using you know these iot devices that kind of cut out the 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 human error that is garbage in garbage out information yeah wonder what what, let's think of the fucked up shit they can track they're probably going to track that cricket that won't shut the fuck up bro oh my god oh dude everybody hears him let me deal with it. One sec. Ugh. Don't you, don't you kill ah! that cricket? Yeah, don't you kill it. You scare it. No, I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna. It's like he'll be quiet after this. Be quiet. On live stream here. Is Jimmy? You were talking to Ken earlier. <laughs> there, my conscience is over there telling us to stop. All right, so um. Yeah. What other project? Oh, you know what? I do want to shout out um Miss. Miss Natoshi, for these amazing Bitcoin kicks. Do you see these? Yeah, you know, the beauty part about these too, Ken, is if you grow a size or two, you'll still be able to wear them. Yeah, I know. They're an 11. I'm a 10 and a half. But they fit pretty comfortably. Oh, um, cool. They look like they're, you've been wearing them. Well, yeah, dude, they survived the DDP. I mean, that's that's what that is. That's a decentralized dance party. I think you could probably polish that. You could probably buff that out, I think, yeah. I don't really – I'm not one of the guys that are like I need to keep my shoes clean kind of people. I'm like they're shoes. They're supposed to keep my feet clean. So like I like to keep my feet clean, but I could care less about keeping my shoes clean. That's just like they're shoes. Yeah. But I know a lot of people that will spend like $100 or something on a pair of shoes and like they'll like go out of their way to keep them clean and shit and – 
They'd much rather step on their girlfriend than step in a puddle with their Air Force Ones. I used to buy them. I used to buy them, and you buy the spray, and you'd be like, every month you got to clean them and spray them, and they'll be water resistant. And I put one coat. You know what? This is a segue. What? This is a segue. Hercules, Anthem, shoes, blockchain, Nike. Nike's putting shoes on the fucking blockchain. Really? Yeah, bro. So, like, they have these, like, collectors and stuff and, like, high-end, you know, limited edition shoes. And they're putting in these, like, NFTs in their shoes. Or NFCs, I'm sorry. Near-field communication chips. Or Neil Field, ch- I don't know, whatever. It's an NFC, and there's these like chips that they're going to be putting in the fucking shoes. So when you buy a pair of these Nike shoes, you can tap your phone to the shoe, and you can know that if it's a real Nike shoe or if it's a counterfeit Nike shoe. And even if somebody counterfeits the chip because they're using blockchain to keep track of the ledger, you'll be able to find out if it's a forked knockoff or not. What? That is cool, isn't it though? Isn't it though? I'm like, yo, and this is like the, the, everyone's like, oh, you're putting everything on the blockchain. Stop putting potatoes on the blockchain. Don't put lemons on the blockchain. Put everything on the fucking blockchain. You know what I mean? Like everything, some people just, I guess, think overthink it. And it's like lemons aren't going to be traded volatility, like currency. No one's going to hodl lemons. So why tokenize it? Well, because if there's a bad batch, we can follow it better with better information better data using blockchain ledgers and iot devices and things like that to track where things went wrong maybe the truck's temperature wasn't correct and that's where the lemons went bad maybe not maybe the tree wasn't overwatered and the iot devices have an issue and then and you can whatever there's it's just you can apply this to pretty much everything everything you just have to yeah. open your mind and not be such a maximalist right do you think... Uh, uh, no, these are not on the blockchain. Uh, these shoes are not on the blockchain, uh, but that would be really cool. So maybe if you guys were to tweet at Miss Natoshi on Twitter and ask her if she would put uh, NFCs, she could even hide them in the sole and then put like the thing on top of it, the sole on top of it. And in between the sole and the shoe sole, like you have the chip, then yeah, they it easily could be put on the blockchain. I think you could even use something like NEM to do it. You could use Hercules to do it. You could use you could use Engine to do it, and uh, you could you know, make an NF, uh, NFT, uh, non fungible token, and put that token uh, in the NFC in the shoe. And that way somebody could sweep that from the shoe once they purchase it and have the digital receipt be an NFT. Ah, dude. Limitless. Yeah. Um. Hmm. Hmm. So, you remember seeing Lynn? Oliver? So, yeah, dude, I had Albert? breakfast with her. And uh, Callie, I believe, is Ross's sister's name. Yeah, I didn't meet her. But, yeah, I had breakfast that first uh, day when we showed up. I think we kind of, you know, team break, and we split up. But uh, I ran into Lynn and Callie, I believe. I hope that's her name. Uh, Ross's mom and Ross's sister from freeross.org, which if you haven't signed a petition, please sign a petition. And if you have signed a petition, get one friend to do the same and make sure they do the same and get a friend and keep that going. Uh, Just keep that friend go friends list going one person gets one person begets one person to sign that petition we have i believe over two hundred thousand signatures for claimancy which uh, just means ross will actually have a trial which he hasn't had any due process just went right to jail like fucking monopoly um but yeah dude i had breakfast with them for like an hour we just sat there and talked and it was just so informing there was a lot of things i learned that you know she obviously doesn't want to talk about on camera or on podcasts and stuff so, like, I learned a lot from talking to her one-on-one, like, for that much. I've seen her so many times, but that was the first, like, intimate moment I really had with her for a while. And uh, just the position Ross is in right now, it does look pretty good. It's just that, you know, where he's at right now, it's just really, you know, dehumanizing. It's not it's not a uh, humane facility, and it's they're not treating him very humanely. 
you know, and I don't know how the, I don't like much how the law system works, but like, he's not allowed to like, you know, make money from things. So he's not allowed to like draw a picture and sell it to you and then use that money for his mom to keep traveling to, you know, speak about the issues of Silk Road and Free Ross and everything. Uh, so it's just like really hard for her right now. So if anybody has like a spare dollar or if you want to send $4 and 20 cents, Send it on over to Free Ross, man, because uh, Lynn could use the support. She's doing this all out of pocket. She does not have a fucking sponsor. You know, she's doing this on her own. Yeah, for sure. I met Lynn uh, back in 2017? No, it was 2018, early 2018, the, the Dallas show. And um, Yeah, yeah with, uh, that was where... Uh, John McAfee and stuff was with her, right? Yep. Yeah, I saw them yep. talking. I saw, I saw when I saw John talking to Lynn, I was just like, oh, "The stars are aligning," but it didn't really take off. I thought he was going to help more with the petition and stuff. Yeah, like fuck. I mean, if McAfee's got a couple extra Bitcoin, just throw it her way. Jeez. He does, and uh, the thing is, he has a lot of clout too. So I mean, if he could just throw that her way every once in a while, you know, his, you know, the McAfee army is real. It's strong and. You know, he could run on the campaign of, like, you know, getting Ross claimancy and, uh, you know, all this other stuff. You know, he's running for office. Don't, you know, don't vote McAfee 2020. Well, I mean, like, I guess he really doesn't have to worry about, you know, ruining his reputation any further if he worries about, like, you know, if somebody knows Ross and Silk Road and they look at it the wrong way and think, no, that's just, you know, illegal drug dealing and he deserves to, you know, his sentence or whatever. It really wouldn't matter too much, I think, for John. Right, right. You're right. Uh, did you get a chance to go up the stairs and check out some of the stuff that they had up in the art exhibit? Yeah, I did. Um, did you get a chance think... to see Josie's art move in real virtual reality, augmented reality type of a way? Well, with the, like the girl with the gas mask and how it yeah. comes down, or the Bitcoin. Yeah, man. That's I have fucking... some of her art right here, but it's hanging up, and I don't want to hurt it to grab it, but uh, it's hanging up right there. That's actually – that... oh, that's it... one – you can see it right there. Yeah, the one with the Bitcoin eye. Did you buy that? Yeah, I bought it with Bitcoin, and then I bought that awesome. one with Bitcoin from, right. uh, I believe, Haley, Halen, Hayden. I met her in Texas during South by Southwest. I bought that with Bitcoin from Ellie, Omar Bam's mistress, and uh, mistress, <laughs> uh, Wallace and Kiwi, baby mama. Um, I got that from um, Stevie. Steve, Steve Juan. I got that from Digitables. So shout out to Digitables. I also got he this. He's one of the vendors there. I got this pot coin. Yeah. From Digitables, and uh, if anybody wants to send me any pot coin, I think, I think that's my pot coin address. Oh, look at it! Clear, ready to swipe. And it was fifteen bucks for this uh, pot coin made by Cold Storage Coin. And, uh, yeah, this is a way to have physical cryptocurrency in your hands that you could transact offline. So, um, I could, you could scan the public address, verify that there's funds loaded. I could hand this to you. And because I gave you some pot coin, maybe you give me some sour diesel or gorilla glue or some edibles. Who knows? But, purple um, cut. <laughs> proof, proof of kush. No, purple kush, but proof of kush. Yeah, there proof you go. of kush. That's, that's, no, that's the strain I want named after me. Somebody has. They should have proof of indoor and proof of outdoor. Proof of indoor, proof of indica, proof of sativa, proof of hybrid. Holy shit! Somebody patent all those names right now. You do realize that that will be a weed name within like the year. High Times Magazine winner, proof of indica, twenty twenty. So what if I? What about this? Let's listen to this pitch here. So marijuana industry in Canada is is a huge market now. You've got the government doing their thing, and you've got the private sector, be it the Indian reserves or whatnot, selling weed, and then, and then the private people that did it before this unprohibition came to light. But what if it were a marijuana company and had something to do with blockchain? Um, I mean, I like what, uh, Popcoin's doing. I like what Tokes is doing. Uh, Tokes is doing okay. a lot of good things in Vegas. 
I've gotten to use tokes to buy cannabis when I was in Las Vegas. So that was really cool. And I got a receipt to prove it, uh, which was really neat. And I don't know. There's other, there's a few projects. I feel like what, you know, another proof of concept like would work with Hercules. You know, what they're doing with the peaches and the apricots, they could do again yeah, with so the same thing with cannabis. So exactly. did something like that up here. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, there's uh what Snoop Dogg, Wiz Khalifa, and Seth uh, Rogen. They had like a giant grow up in in uh, Toronto or Ontario, I believe. Right? I think it's Ontario, Ottawa. I think it's in it Ottawa. Could, it could be in um, Smith Falls, actually. I know it's around there in Canada somewhere. I mean, what's Canada like? <laughs> fucking two miles wide, right? You know, it's across the border. That's about it. Yeah, exactly. It's it's not here. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. not here. Yeah, dude. Yeah, so I mean, why, that's just the like, next step. What, what stops, say, uh, New Jersey, Philadelphia? Like, what stops them from legalizing it? Is it the federal laws? I or? think it's just politics, and uh, people can't really backtrack and or afraid to uh, evolve with their, you know, uh, with with the people that they're voters, right? Like, society evolves, the citizens evolve. But politicians seem to stay the fucking same. You know, they don't ever... And if they do change their opinion to agree with society, uh, even if it's a 90 to 10% ratio, the 90% don't welcome their new opinion and the 10% call them a traitor. So, like, politicians are afraid to change their opinions even when society's visions or perspectives of things change. Look at gay marriage. Holy fuck, was that a goddamn uphill fight. Like, fucking... That was so unfair, bro. But it was just because society was evolving faster than than politics, and uh, that's just what it, I think it comes down to in these states where they went so hard and they were arresting so many people, and the ratio to race incrimination, <laughs> incarceration uh, is is huge. Uh, it was it's obviously a. a uh, 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 unfavorable charge for a specific race. Um, you know, you, it's so they can't backtrack. They put themselves in a, in a corner in a position where they yeah, have to like age they can't out. Make it legal because then I gotta let all these motherfuckers out of jail. Yeah, or right, right, or I have to go through all this stuff. Say I'm sorry and I was wrong. And it ain't. They're just gonna. Well, the what they're gonna do is wait till they lose an election and run against somebody who can agree with the new perspective. So now what yeah. happens is you get a new person in the limelight that has agreements with society. That's how they win the elections the next term. And then whoever the old previous mayor, governor, senator, fucking fill in the blank is, they, they can have this moment of evolution now where they're not on the podium. They can take a sabbatical. They can run for the next election and say, well, I've had some time to blah, 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 and I agree and uh, this. And they fucking go from Red Bar to Blue Party and they're an elephant fucking a donkey. Yeah. yeah. So that's why. If everybody just had, it's like, if everybody just took like a bomb or two or smoked a joint. You know what? On that note, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, maybe I can get somebody to send me a 420 super chat. Let's do this. Do you see this? Do you see this? You have to have like lung volume four times normal person in order to suck that thing in. What? I'm a fish. That's some crazy shit, man. I'm a fish. I was born in the bong water. Oh, yeah. Swimming around the little speckles of weed. Yeah, man. Uh, I guess we can wrap things up again. I want to give a big shout out to monarchtoken.io, diviproject.org, Steam Monsters, Mytherium, uh, Crypto Castle, Everybody that just supports this podcast and makes me shooting the shit on this live stream here with all you weird ass viewers that just for some reason keep tuning in and my weird ass amazing guests that for some reason keep scheduling dates. I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you. And Kevin, I appreciate you, bro, bro. And uh, I guess when's our next adventure? I was thinking uh, I can't I don't think I can make the DDP. And I know you probably no, couldn't I don't, either. I don't think the DDP is even going on. I think 
I think he might have canceled it. Uh, Gary was just trying to regroup, right. I think, himself. All right, all right. Well, then, um, what's the next Endeavor we can adventure on? I know I'm going to World CryptoCon on Halloween and probably doing all Blockchain Week in Vegas. And I know you're helping out with everybody in Vegas. So well, you're, you're kind yeah, of... I don't, I, that's not fully confirmed yet, but... Um, yeah, well, um... you will be or you should be if anybody needs any help with uh, any... I mean, there's four different conferences happening that week, dude, so... Uh, and yeah. you know you're one of the best to be behind the scenes. So if anybody needs any help, Kev's the guy. Just ask him. Uh, but yeah, besides World CryptoCon, anything on your radar? Uh, States, Canada, abroad? No, man. After World CryptoCon, nothing really. Uh, before I mean, that, even anything like this month, next month? Um, nothing here. Um, actually. It's right after World CryptoCon, and we may as well throw a shout-out to our friend, Mr. Crypto Crow. Oh, yeah, uh, the Chainwise Crow. Chainwise. Yeah, I knew there was something. Chainwise. Yeah. Chainwise. That's going to be lit. He told me I have to... I think to... it's the next weekend after, actually. He's, he commented on my helicopter clip of me arriving at Futurists when I got out of the helicopter and showed up to the yeah. conference. And he yeah. was like, yo, Ken, we're going to have to do something about you showing up to Chainwise in a pretty epic way. So I'm hopeful... I, sp- I have an idea. I threw it out to Crypto Crow. It's in his lap now to see where it goes, but I might have one of the best conference entrances ever, ever. So we'll see Thanks. what happens. And um, yeah, Chainwise is going to be fun. I'll be at uh, the Anarchadelphia. I believe it's like, what, the 14th? 12th, 14th, something like that. Anarchadelphia yeah. in Philadelphia. And uh, that's with Coinvention. So Anarchadelphia and Coinvention.io. Check out those so guys. together? Uh, basically, yeah. They've uh, partnered up and uh, put they're putting together an amazing little event together in Philadelphia. Awesome. They got a lot of good crypto speakers, a lot of good anarchist speakers. Um, some great content creators are coming out like Omar Bam, myself, I believe. Uh, uh Rice Crypto, I think. I don't know. There's some people, I believe, like, there's going to be some uh, people there that are going to be, you know, from the crypto Twitter side and anarchy side. And I wanted to just be a part of, like, a fly on the wall kind of or be a part of the conversations that take place with, you know, where anarchists and cryptocurrency enthusiasts kind of collide and see that, like, if if cryptocurrency enthusiasts that aren't so anarchists in, in mindset can kind of be woke. You know, because that's kind of what happened when you're using fiat and you kind of become a crypto enthusiast. You're kind of getting a little woke. You're a little bit more educated of why this is a a good thing. Bitcoin's a good thing because of what's wrong with the current systems. And I don't think of anarchy as much as this is what anarchy is, as much as this is what's wrong with the other systems, you know, and, and this is so I'm like. I don't know. I'm excited to see what those conversations are like and see if anybody has any aha moments or if any anarchists see any aha moments in cryptocurrencies where they realize crypto is the currency of anarchy, period. Right. Yeah. So it's all coming. Yeah, it is. So on that note, let's wrap things up. Let people know where to find you if you want to be stalked. Uh, What's your address, your social, what's your private keys, where you at? What's your number? Well... I have a crypto account, and it's called at Kevin's Cryptos. That's probably your best way to get a hold of me, to send me a private message. I don't have it. That's Kevin's on. Cryptos, as in multiple Kevins. K-E-V-I-N-S-C-R-Y-P-T-O-S. Thanks for spelling that out, man. Spelling's no problem. Hard. It's hard. Somebody, somebody clip that. Clip that and do the bouncing ball. And send that to me, please. Somebody make that clip for me. The bouncing ball with the with the K E V I N S. Yeah, do it. Let's I do it. Let's do it together. Thing. Let's do it together. Ready? Let's start with at at. Ready? At at K. Wait, wait, wait. Start over. Hold on. We'll start over. At three, two, one. Three, two, one. Ready? Three, two, one. At K E V I N S C R Y P T O S. What? <laughs> Somebody please. Now put that on the internet. Yeah. Make it a meme. Do what you got to do. <laughs> meme Kevin Moore, guys. All right, I'm out hey, of guess- here. What? Oh, what do you want? I want, before we go, Sean Hebert will like this. He is 
a meme connoisseur. He makes so many memes in a day. They made a meme about it. Yeah, no, he's a meme professional now. Uh, we'll talk about that off air. But yeah, dude, shout out to Sean Hebert. Fucking love that guy. <laughs> All right, we're out, everybody. Fuck off. Have a day. Do me a favor and hit the thumbs down button. That way I know you're listening. Love you guys. I'm out of here. Have a day.